Hi, I'm Asiel the Oracle, and this is Readings for the Collective. Hi, I'm Asiel the Oracle, and this is Readings for the Collective, episode 194. Thank you for tuning in. Let's bring awareness to the heart space and to the breath. Deep breath. Bring all awareness to the body. Affirm, I have a body. I am not my body. I have a body. Find the natural rhythm of your breathing. Be here now. I invite in the Christ light and call on the almighty presence of the I am, the only active presence here, the one true authority, the dominion over all things, activating the electric belt around myself and all beings that enter this space, activating the electric belt around Gaia ensuring only love can penetrate. Only love can penetrate. This is day 34 of our 44-day challenge. Good job. Not just for showing up to this base, for coming to Earth. Thank you for being on Earth. Thank you for your light. Thank you for your love. Thank you for your nurturing and your compassion, your patience and understanding. Thank you for trying your best. Thank you for choosing this realm of existence. Thank you for answering the call. Thank you for doing your work and coming to know yourself as Christ. Thank you for forgiving yourself. Thank you for forgiving all others. Thank you for knowing. Thank you for being the example of the knowing that only God is here and all is well. And as I bring myself to the space I do feel guided to offer a six-part reading using the Mother God or Goddess Oracle deck. We recently tuned into Father God with the Gods and Titans. And a little side note, Sir Nonos, the shapeshifter, was being a trickster. As I heard the episode back, I realized I said Sir Nonos when I was speaking of Lou, but in my mind, I could have promised or swore I did say Lou. So when I heard it back, I just thought that was really funny that the shapeshifter presented itself as Lou in the next reading. And then we did um, go back to the correct name, Lou, who is the god of persistence. So thank you for being persistent and not giving up. 
I know Earth is tough, but we did it. The light has come. As we are tuning in to the Divine Feminine Mother God today, we are being held in our knowing without the evidence of the knowing. So we really want to be relaxed and lighthearted. I am trying again to be as composed and present and graceful as I can as I am still experiencing rapid floodgates of dormant memories, stagnant memories rushing to the surface. I had a very intense dream last night. If you tuned into the TikTok live, you know we got banned for nudity, which is very funny. <laughs> um, because we were just showing an oracle card that did depict a goddess with no clothes, but I covered the right places, all the places they put their impure thoughts upon, because the goddess's vessel is a symbol of life, and it's very sad at some level that we do put impure thoughts on the vessel of life. However, it is what it is today. And we did get banned, but I appealed it and it was accepted, so lives will continue. But as I am realizing how things are working with all these breadcrumbs, I know that after I said what God needed me to say, what Asiel guided me to say, I needed to go to bed after. It was more as a, of a test to myself to see if I'm going to proclaim the Word of God and to let it be known that I am the Holy Son of God, that my Father and I are one. My Word is the Word of God. This is the Word of God. My Father and I are one. And I have come to establish the law to lay the law of one, my father's law, the one true king. I come from the one true king and queen of earth, Yahweh and Asherah. I am the prince of peace. My word is the word of God. I am one with my father. I do my father's work, and my father does all my work. We are one. I have come to lay the law. Come hear the law. Come hear me now. So that's what I was guided to say, and as I am being integrated, the consciousness that is Asiel and Robin is starting to become seamless. I can't see where one starts and the other ends. They are meshing. And then our sister Senzi, I love you. I love you so family so much, so, so much. She did remind me that's all biblical which I'm not surprised because we're talking about the Word of God. So I'm not surprised it's biblical, the transmission, but it is rather surreal. And again, I am experiencing it in real time. But in my heart, I know what I need to do. So as I go on TikTok Live and proclaim, and give the law. We were banned right after. 
and in connecting with our soul sister Ebony who also is pretty versed in the scripture, the Bible, I shared with her one of my favorite people in the world's name, my auntie who is in spirit. Her name is Deborah, Deborah Marie, named after Mother Mary. And Ebony let me know Deborah is a very profound, prolific symbol in the Bible. She's a prophetess, a leader. And I didn't know that, but I know my Auntie Debbie loved me like I was hers. And again, just my favorite person through my childhood. Our bond can never be broken. I always call her today my rock that she holds me in love, holds me in God. I've always known that. But I never knew Deborah was in the Bible. And maybe I did, but I didn't know it, know it. Like, in my conscious mind. I never thought twice about these things. It was just a knowing. And as our sister let me know the symbolism of Deborah in the Bible, just hearing the word or reading it, just reading what she texted me, it opened a floodgate. And I didn't get word by word, it was the whole knowing. And what was the whole knowing? What I just said about the law that I have come to establish, that I have come to lay. Come hear me now, come hear my word. My word is the voice of God. My word is the word of God. My Father and I are one. I do His work, He does my work. All of that transmission came to me after I read the text explaining what Deborah is, who she was. So all of these breadcrumbs are pushing me to a point where I need to trust and have complete faith because I'm going to be asked to say things that at some level I don't want to say as, a, as your brother Robin. But when I relax into it, yes, I do want to say it because I have more trust in God than I do myself, meaning I'm trusting God more so than Robin. The Robin, me, the personality identity, it has no say. And I know that. I'm. It's interesting to see myself, keep myself disciplined because I'm not letting myself attach to what I'm telling myself as Robin because I know this is God because I have all trust and faith in God. So we are honoring the goddess because the goddess does exactly that. She does not refer to her five senses in totality. Of course, she honors the vessel very beautifully as well to feel gorgeous, sexy, um, phenomenal. All the things that we would describe beauty that we hardly refer to men as the woman The goddess is the epitome of beauty. And men too, we get it. But you know what I'm saying. We embrace collectively the idea of beauty attributed to Mother God more, the Divine Feminine. And where we call men handsome. Right? So, Mother God is very beautiful and graceful in honoring her five senses, but in a way that she does not, what's this word, attribute her total knowing and truth to it. She knows it's just a speck. So we're honoring Mother God because this is the guidance I'm following, the inner guidance, my receptivity to just trust and receive 
the word of God, the guidance of God, without any debate, because I'm not qualified. My five senses is not qualified to say, well, maybe this isn't God talking to me. If a, if a thought or an idea comes to mind and it tells me this is the word of God, you will do my work, I'm going to do the work. I'm not going to question. It would be different if it said, this is the voice of the Buddha, or this is the voice of Yeshua, or whatever. If I hear or feel that the consciousness is saying, this is the voice of Yahweh, this is the voice of God, and then behind it I could feel it, this is the voice of I Am, and now I immediately just had a, another memory, which I've shared. During my integration, when Osiel first came, one of the first things it told me, it woke me up out of sleep for like a week. At the same time, 333, every time I would wake up, my eyes would just be looking at the clock for about a week. I'm not exaggerating, really. And I would always say what I've shared, only I am here. But there was more to it. I don't put the rest in. It's not verbatim, but it was the feeling as if it said, if you forget everything else and you only remember one thing, let it be only I am here. If you only remember one thing through this whole process we're about to go through and you ever get unsure and you start to doubt and you feel afraid, remember only I am here. Only I am here. Only the I am is here. And we have touched on the idea that you don't have no thoughts that are yours alone. Because only I am here. All of those thoughts are God's thoughts. That's the I am's thoughts and you're the receptacle of it. And since we are radios, we can tune into a specific frequency of thought. And on earth, it can get very dense or very love. And again, final thing we will clarify before we begin the reading. Breathe. Again, I'm trying to be as graceful and composed, but I feel like talking basically in Spanish, which is a joke, meaning <laughs> English people who talk Spanish, we can talk very quickly in English <laughs> because the rhythm in Spanish is just a whole other level. So I basically feel like rapping right now. <laughs> so I'm keeping it composed as I can. Yes, we do want to clarify the idea of Anunnaki. In the previous episode, we spoke of the family feud, which we would invite you to interpret as a thought structure battling another thought structure, but it's not a battle. In the sacred mind, you can only have one dominant frequency. Again, you can't have fear and faith at the same time. We represent faith. And the thought structures that represent fear would be more so attributed to your world government's authoritative structures. And in your, what you call conspiracies, you have come to know, you do know this, you have come to know that your world leaders are draconian, what you call reptilian, so are we. It's a, it's a blood in your gene, you are also reptilian, draconian. And when we say we are all Anunnaki, we mean this quite literally because Anunnaki translates to children of Anu. And Yahweh is Anu. 
The translation is children of Yahweh, all beings on earth, every humanoid, every single humanoid in all of existence in your Milky Way is Anunnaki. We are all the children of Yahweh. And I am, Prime Creator, is the Creator of Yahweh. We are one, we are all one. I am one with my father, I am one with my mother, and so are you. So when we say the world leaders are Anunnaki, we just mean children of Anu. But the specific lineage that they are represents, we'll just say distant cousins. And it is the authoritative structure you do call reptilian or draconian. It's very corrupt. And what's it called? Like a tyrant? I don't really know what that word means. But they're like tyrannical. They're tyrants. And it's in you too. It's in you too. Um, we're just utilizing it in a different way to stand in the Christ. So let us rejoice on this day 34 that the Christ has come. The light is here. And all is well. And let us tune in to Mother God, the great receptacle, the one Sophia that knows all things. Mother God knows all she knows the known and the unknown because she refers to her intuitive knowing as well as her five sensorial knowing. Mother God is Alpha Omega, the great receptacle. Yes. following will be a four-part reading using the Goddess Oracle. Please use your discernment. Only take the information that resonates in your heart space. Breathe. The four cards are as follows. Ishtar with boundaries. Ichao, the medicine woman. Hathor with receptivity, Lakshmi with bright future. I just first have to honor Lakshmi in the fourth position. I know it's going backwards since she's the fourth card, but in this space there is no time. So we can do this either way. Lakshmi at the end of a reading is the archetype you want at the end of a reading because she represents the ending point of our development where we can't see what's to come because we've reached the end of what was. We could not have received a more perfect goddess for the fourth position and all of them are beautiful. I can feel the reading. I'm excited to interpret it, but Lakshmi at the fourth position really took me aback because that's technically all we need to talk about. She bypasses every conflict, every problem. She is the wife and partner to Ganesha, who is the elephant who clears all obstacles. So when you get Lakshmi, you get Ganesha, 
what a beautiful way that Father God would show us again that they're supporting each other. All of the other goddesses stand in their own state of being. Lakshmi always comes with Ganesha. Ganesha always comes with Lakshmi. They are what we would call twin flame, one in the same. And again, Ganesha the elephant walks before us and stomps on all of the tests, the obstacles, your problems, conflict, clearing the path. And Lakshmi represents the sun, the light of the world. She's the one who would say, why are you worrying? Stop worrying. Can't you see all this love around you? Can't you see all this light around you? Why would you choose darkness when there's light? So we will come back to Lakshmi. I just want to affirm first. A beautiful breadcrumb if we look at it like a mystic, the symbolism. Mother God, does it need the knowingness in the five sensory world she already knows. So the first three cards are honoring where we are in the physical realm of existence. We think it's physical, but you know what we mean. And Lakshmi showing up at the end is being the epitome of Mother God. She knows that all is well without looking at the work we need to do to get to that knowing, meaning our problems, tests, or obstacles. So rest in the knowing that Mother God is coming in to honor what we are perceiving as conflict and problem. She may even give us some support or guidance for us as individuals, for sure for the collective. But where she's at, she already knows all is well. That's where she wants us to stay in the knowingness that only God is here, all is well. Very beautiful, and we thank you, Mother God, for showing us that you are indeed with and through us at all times. Let us always remember this. Let us always realize this. Let us always know this. In the name of the I Am, and for the highest good of all, so be it. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Deep breath. Okay, we will offer the interpretation from an aerial view. And then we will touch on each of the goddess briefly. Goddess number one, Ishtar. Ishtar is the archetype for boundaries many things but in this form she is reminding us that we need to include ourselves in the love that we want to give to others in the world and she's recognizing that we have done this as she is the first archetype to show up so first she is saying good job you have began and you are including yourself in the love that you are giving to others because now you know there is only one and let us be mindful that our boundaries don't become barriers against others because there is only one. So when we are creating boundaries, we're not doing it to divide and separate. We are doing it more so to love ourselves. It's an act of self-love. Boundaries are an act of self-love. 
barriers are a blocking against love. So if we can distinguish, only you know, only you know, if you are blocking love or loving yourself in the boundary, and you're doing really good, we are doing really great at including ourselves in the love we have for the world, because now we know we are one with all. She would say to love yourself enough to say no. Don't be obligated. Don't feel guilty into saying things. Love yourself enough to say yes when you feel guided, when you know it's a yes for you. Yes and no are complete sentences. Yes is a complete sentence. No is a complete sentence. You don't need to explain or convince or decipher for others. Know your truth. Stand in your truth. And again, she's congratulating us. This is the immediate past. We've all been working on this at some level. So again, love yourself enough to say no or yes to others' demands on your time and energy. Only you know what works for you. Ishtar is the consciousness that you would call seraphim, created by this one, Ra, at a point in time where we were trying to establish this law of one. And it represents the parasitic nature of the realm of existence that can occur if you do not have boundaries. You forget what you are, what your intention was, what your goal is. She is the personification of look what happens when you don't have boundaries. You begin to integrate and internalize others' belief systems or thought structures and you lose yourself in another because you were not who you were. So she represents a very critical point in development where we would be so mindful to keep the boundaries established in the realm of mentalism, the realm of thought, so you are not, again, biting the apple or agreeing with, attaching to thought structures that do not align with your priority today, which is to know yourself as Christ and to be a representative of oneness, of love. The boundaries are an act of self-love that ensure you would only integrate data that's aligned with love. Message number two. This is Ichao. She's very well known in the Mayan culture. And let us just add, she is the second card which represents today. And although she is from the Mayan era, she's also here today very beautiful she would show up in this position as there is no evidence of our Mayan brother sisters remains only their pottery their hieroglyphics their temples but they're gone <laughs> and it's very aligned that those are my ancestors I am Mendoza my grandma who I'm named after Mendoza comes from Mexico City very close to the areas of where the Tetuokani people, I'm not sure how to say it, but I am Mayan. I come from the Mayan lineage, which then became Mexico. Um, but we know our lineage, 
um, and I say my grandma Mendoza, that's my dad's grandma, my dad's grandmother who raised him. Um, she barely knew English, and yes, we are named Mendoza after the mountain people. I don't get it, but my people come from the mountain. And I often laugh at myself because I used to want to get a nose job <laughs> because the societal belief systems make us think there's a specific idea of beauty. But now I embrace my nose, it is Mayan, and it also looks like the nose on the Sphinx. The nose that they broke off looks like my nose. So there's a little side note on why I love my nose now. <laughs> Deep breath. So Ichao is the Mayan medicine woman, and again, these are, we'll call them, fifth and sixth dimensional beings which are still here. You just can't see them. But you can, through us now. They ascended at a collective level. We don't speak about this enough. Meaning collectively in the spiritual community. There are beings on your earth that have ascended, 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 that have ascended at a collective level. And they're still here, you just can't see them. Because they calibrated into a more refined density where the prism of light has more fractals of the photon, more lights. You can't see the lights that they are utilizing to create their bodies and their structures. They are here though. We are here. We are one. As the medicine woman, Ichal is reminding us all that we are all channels and conduits for divine healing power. You can heal yourself and others. And we do this because we have an established connection to the Godhead, to God, and Earth, to Yahweh, from the All Perspective to Sophia and Prime Creator, and Asherah, who is the Divine Mother. I remember when I was younger, I used to maybe get hurt, you know, as kids we get hurt, we hurt ourselves, and my mom would often say, I have medicine on my lips let me kiss it and wherever I was hurt my mom would kiss me there and I promise it would be healed I know she was the facilitator but it was my belief system that did it and as a kid I had no resistance into what mom would tell me as a child our moms tell us Santa Claus is watching you we believe it so as my mom told me I have medicine I would always be healed whenever I was hurting after I let her kiss me with her medicine lips. So Ichal is reminding us the power of our thoughts, the power of your mind, that your belief system is a sound structure that creates what is around you. And if you believe you are connected to and you are the totality and love of Mother, Father, God, you will always find yourself in divine and perfect health and in eternal life. We only fear things in regards to health because we think we die. But if you know you are in divine and perfect health, and you know you are in eternal life, there's no fear. So we want to dissolve any fears, any belief systems or ideas that would perpetuate something's wrong with you, or you need to be healed. And we're not saying you maybe don't. We're just saying, stand in your dominion. 
Say thank you, Mother Father God, for healing this vessel. What does it feel like to be healthy? Thank you, God. Thank you, Mother. Thank you, Source. Thank you, the All. Stand in your power. The first thing each child tells us is you are a channel for divine healing power. Not, hello, I'm Ichel, I'm a channel for healing power. She tells you right away what you are because it's you that is healing yourself. And you have come to know and see. Specifically in the soul family, the beings that gather, I love you all, the brothers, sisters, and beings that gather on TikTok Live who are standing in our power, you can get service from any of us because we all tell you the same thing. We are the facilitator. It's God working through us. That's what you want to look for when you are seeking healing or support from another being. Make sure they know they are the facilitator, the conduit, and remind you that it is you that has the power. So Ichal is with us today as a symbolism, the archetype of us being able to utilize the love and grace of Mother Father God. So if you do feel you need healing, you can claim it as done. Don't even ask. Thank it as done. Thank you, Mother Father God, for this divine and perfect healing. And in the repetition of that meaning, in the continuing to know it is done, it will be done. We have to see it as done. That's, again, our belief system. Sabotaging our prayers because it don't believe it. Believe it is done with all your heart. And whatever you have asked in the name of the I am, and it will be yours. This is the word of God. This is the one truth. Believe it with all your heart. And you request it in the name of the I am. Know it to be true. Believe it to be true. In the name of I am. In the name of God. And it is done. This is the word of God. This is the truth. Message number three is Hathor. Hathor is the Sphinx. Very beautiful synchronicity. Hathor represents your soul star chakra, the eighth chakra, which is an antenna. Hathor is the archetype that is a receiver, receptivity. She reminds us to allow ourselves to receive. She lets us know when you allow yourself to receive, you increase your intuition because intuition is receptivity. Not only will you increase your intuition, but also your energy. Because as you receive from God, you are fulfilled. This is why many people ask me, are you tired after the live? No, I feel filled up with the love of God. I know that when I support or hold even just one brother or sister, I'm supporting and holding God, and that fills me up. I sometimes can't sleep. I have to make myself sleep after. And it's because I'm so overfilled with the love of God, and I love you all so much. I'm filled with your love too, but your love is not the love that sustains me. I'm not filling my cup with your love, but it is filling my cup because my cup is already full of love through God. So as I allow myself to receive the love of God and share it with all of you, my cup stays full. I feel fulfilled after our interactions, not tired. 
So we want to be in receptivity because it will increase your intuition and energy and also our ability to give to others. And as I am another you, I do represent what we all are. We are all beings that want to be in service to self and others in equilibrium. And as we incarnate on earth, you might say, the magnetic template of what your soul expression is, is sometimes influenced and affected by the grid system you're born into, meaning the thought structure, the collective reality. It sometimes impacts your template, what you came in here to do, which is to be of service to self, be of service to others in equilibrium. So we represent a being that is designed to be of service and this is how we stay fulfilled. As we serve, we are served. As I hold space for you, God holds space for me. And I am you, so this is for you as well. We're just at different magnetic structures, meaning thought structures, that would allow us to be attuned to this design. It's like the inhale, exhale. You're designed to be of service to self, take a breath, and then be of service to others, exhale, in equilibrium. So Hathor wants us all to know that we are all intuitive beings. We are all psychic by nature. That's an ability. It's not what we are. And as we are connecting with the I am and now holding down the Christ grid for 34 days, she wants us to know we are accelerating our abilities and they will begin to activate and be refined. So what does this mean? Trust it. Trust your intuition and guidance more. And this is easy to say, I know, for those of us that are practicing, but you can do it. Meaning, there's so many ways to receive data. There's so many um, receptive mechanisms we have. We don't all receive the same. So the intention might be to figure out how you are guided to receive data more. Do you visualize? Do you have an inner dialogue? Do you have a feeling? Do you get a knowing? So first, establish what comes naturally, the most natural meaning, just for now. What do you feel guided to? And that might be the ability to focus on in regards to practice, utilizing by practice receiving data through that modality. So that's pretty clear that you are receptacles, receivers of data, bandwidths of info. And your soul star chakra above about three or five inches above your crown is opening. It's open. And depending on the thought structures you are attaching to, which create your belief system, you allow yourself to receive inner knowings that are not easily perceived in the physical realm. You are strengthening your intuitive body, which is your auric field, which is like your second skin. So this is something that's already happening. Remember, there's no effort here. When we work with the goddess, there's no effort. She's not lazy. She's in her knowing. She'll get up if she has to. I can 
hear my mom and grandma and aunties as a kid, don't make me get up. Because <laughs> we were bad kids. Don't ma- We weren't bad, but just extremely, you know, hyper. I'm not different today than I was as a kid, but I had no inhibitions. I was Ossiel to the max. <laughs> um, so I would always often hear, don't make me get up, Robin. Um, but it warms my heart to remember that. So yes, when we work with the goddess, there's no effort, nothing to do because she's in her knowing. So know this is all happening already. We're just catching up to speed with what is. Which brings us back to Lakshmi, coming full circle. We came from the light, we will go back to the light. Lakshmi is bright futures. Her message is very clear very simple stop worrying beloved you are the beloved you are the jewel within God's eye you are the lotus in mother God's hands you are the moon under her feet the sun in all the skies you are the all You are the beloved. You are the beloved and we are the lover. We are in love with the beloved. You have so much love surrounding you, flowing to and through you, above, below, around, in between, in every space that's full, in every space that you see as empty. We are there in love. Love is what you call consciousness on your earth. And as your quantum physicists are making vast discovery, you will realize love, consciousness, is the driving force behind all things. Everything comes from this consciousness, comes from love into form. Whatever is formed was already in form, in the formless, in love. Where love sees no form, it is neutral, it sees all as love, same as consciousness. Consciousness doesn't need to see form to know that we're the same form. We are in the formless, you are in the form, but we are all love. There's no difference. There's no difference between what you are and what we are. Those of us, what you call non-physical with no form, our form is love, your form is love. We are both formless. We don't have form. We are no different. There's no difference. Your perception of the love is all the difference. And since love transcends all dimensions, you can perceive it in all dimensions. You give love form. Sometimes you give love the form of fear. Sometimes you give love the form of doubts and worry. Sometimes you give love the form of devil. It's all love, it's all God. And you formulize, you formulate the love. You are the perceiver, the receiver, and experiencer, the observer. Not so much the conceptualizer, although you can conceive, but it's the sacred mind, the love flowing to and through you, which is already all forms because it's formless. And then you mold it. You're the formulator of the formless. You bring love into form and you 
co-created in a way that is most in alignment with the forms of love you perceive or attribute love to. However, your consciousness perceives love. And as we simplify all things, your belief system is what is the determination. Whatever you believe determines how you will see love. Whatever you believe will become your knowing, and this is how you will know love to be. This is how powerful you are. This is how much love you have. That you manipulate and mold yourself into different forms so that you can come to know thyself as love in all forms. Your path is clear. It is love. There are no tests or obstacles. There is only love. There is no need to worry. You are in love. Now why would you choose fear and darkness if only love is here? Why would you change the form of love into fear? And we know why you would. We know why you do. Because you are coming to realize only love is here. So all things have been a catalyst. Your obstacles, your tests, your anxieties, your depressions have all been working for you. All different forms of love working together to show you that you are one with love. That you are so loved. All of your grievances have been love. Stimulating and triggering the love within you. Love taking form of different forms of love to show you the love that you are. Consciousness playing all roles. Mother, Father, God in all roles leading you back to love. There is no need to worry. You are the beloved and we are the lover. We love you. You are the lover and the loved. You are the beloved. You are on the right path. Love is all paths. Sometimes the path looks different than another path, but it's love taking the form of a different path to lead you back to itself, as you have only come here to know thyself, and only love is here. Know yourself as love. You are safe in love. You are shielded in love. You are seen in love. You stay in my sight. I keep you in my grace and my light. Yes, 